Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. la ilaha illallah. Shadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. We start in the name of Allah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. All praise to Allah Rabbul Alameen. And may the peace and blessing be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, upon his family, his companions, and upon all those who follow the path of haqq, the path of truth, until the day of judgment. With regards to this subject about the annexation of the West Bank that was recently announced by the illegal Zionist state, I mean, as a starting point, what is there to say about this subject that we as Muslims don't already know? What I mean by this is that even if we didn't follow the political events about the proposed annexation of the West Bank, the issue of annexing any part of Palestine is clear for Muslims. No matter the political maneuvers that have been initiated over the past 70 years, peace accords that have been signed, calls for a two-state solution, the reality is the fundamentals of Palestine remain the same. This can be summarized as follows. Firstly, Palestine and in particular Al-Quds is connected to the Iman of the Muslims in an inextricable way. Secondly, every part of Palestine is Islamic land and must be liberated without exception. Thirdly, the Arab regimes have sold Palestine, shamed it, dishonored it, and dishonor the likes of Omar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu an, Salahuddin al-Ayubi, and Sultan Abdul Hamid al-Thani, who either liberated Palestine or could not contemplate selling any part of it. So let's lay the framework for this discussion. In terms of Iman, Al-Aqsa was the first Qibla for the Muslims. It's the place of it's the place where the ascension to the heavens took place where Rasulullah met with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Praying in Al-Aqsa is equivalent to 500 times reward than praying in any other normal masjid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed Al-Aqsa and its surroundings and this is the land where the horn will sound and the day of resurrection will take place. Umar ibn al-Khattab liberated Palestine and Salahuddin al-Ayubi fought to liberate it from the Crusades and Sultan Abdul Hamid al-Thani rejected the offer of the Zionists to sell any part of Palestine to them even when he and the Ottoman state was weak. Palestine was irrigated with the blood of the Muslims and no one has the right to cede any part of it. In terms of looking at this subject politically, since the great calamity of losing the Khilafah, Palestine was lost. The Arab regimes fought the illegitimate Zionist entity. The reality was that these were stage wars, only to create a defeatist mentality within Muslims in order to accept the permanent existence of the illegitimate Zionist entity over Palestine. This has remained since the Arab regimes, one after the other, have colluded to normalize relations with the illegal Zionist entity. As for the recent events, they can be summarized as follows. Parts of the West Bank had already been annexed by the Zionist regime in 1967 after the fake Six-Day War. This annexation 
is considered illegal under international law. But let's be clear, this declaration of being illegal means nothing to Muslims because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it illegal and that is enough for us. And if we were to refer to international law on this argument, well international law recognizes and protects the existence of the Zionist state over Palestine, which we as Muslims can never accept. The Oslo Accords of the 1990s effectively secured the Zionist authority over the West Bank. Recently, we may recall that Donald Trump had recognized Jerusalem as a capital of the Zionist state in December 2018 and recognized the Golden Heights as part of it in March 2019. And now, emboldened with US support, impotence of international law, complicity of the Arab regimes, and Muslims distracted with their own internal issues, the path has been made easy for the Zionist regime to annex the West Bank and the Jordan Valley. Whether Netanyahu really intends to do this is besides the point. It is the mere fact that he has the confidence to say it. And this is the crux of the matter. And let me summarize this in the following way. The first issue is that Netanyahu's arrogance is connected to two matters. The first matter is the complicity of the Arab regimes. The Zionist regime feels secure and protected by them. The second matter is that unlike before, the issue of Palestine seems no longer core for the Muslims, but a fire amongst many fires that Muslims need to tackle, whether Syria, Yemen, Iraq, the poverty that they face or the hardship that they're in. And all this distracts from the central importance of Palestine and that it represents a unifying matter for the Muslims. I am sure we all remember the time when the Muslims would pour out into the streets with demonstrations one after the other in connection to Palestine. And don't misunderstand me, the love and connection remains, but it is less visible. The second issue is a big elephant in the room, which again is connected to two matters. Firstly, the Zionist state effectively already controls the West Bank. So annexation of the West Bank, if it took place, is just a formal step of what already is occurring, what already exists. Secondly, even if the Zionist state decided not to annex the West Bank, the reality is the same. Palestine is still occupied and it still needs to be liberated completely. This liberation will not come from the national community which recognizes the Zionist entity. Comments from the UAE, Egypt, Germany, other European countries or from the United Nations condemning the Zionist intent to annex the West Bank carry no weight at all, for all of them protect the legitimacy of the existence of the Zionist state. This liberation will neither come from the current Arab regimes, they have all have had the opportunity to gain honour and respect from the Muslims globally by launching the armies to liberate Palestine. Muslims, we would forgive all of the mistakes of these regimes if they were prepared to liberate Palestine. But each regime, one after the other, has sought to protect the Zionist state. This liberation will only come when the armies move, and they should move and they must move. They should remove the obstacles that prevent them from liberating the blessed land of Palestine and its people and Al-Aqsa. The obstacles are the corrupted regimes. 
it is only under the shade of the sincere leadership of Islam, the Khilafah, will Palestine be restored to its noble status and provide the peace and prosperity for its people. In conclusion, we must not disconnect from Palestine and its issue, for it is an Islamic issue and will forever remain an Islamic issue that is couched within the Iman of every Muslim. The issue of the West Bank sadly is not new and just acts as a painful reminder of the treachery of the Arab regimes and that the Ummah today is exposed in absence of our mother, our state, the Khilafah. Insha'Allah we do dua that we live to see the liberation of Palestine in its entirety and that the entire Islamic lands are liberated under the sincere Islamic leadership. Jazakumullah khair. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.